Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Live, Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I, I kind of don't know how to feel about this. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, man, it's like a breath, a breath of fresh air. The Rich Eisen Show. And we got a bunch of strikeouts? I mean, that's not really fun. If you're going to cheat, entertain me in the process. Entertain me! <laughs> you got to be a cheater be an entertaining cheater. Today's guests, Tennessee Titans tackle Taylor Luan. From the new film In the Heights, actor Jimmy Smits. Plus, your phone calls and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to our show right here in Los Angeles, California, where we've got a lot of football to talk about, some hoops, and uh, and then in the Heights, uh, Jimmy Smith is going to be on this program in hour number three. I love that guy. I've been a big fan of his for many a moon. He will be on this program. Hopefully, you will be, too. Call us at 844-204-RICH. That is the number to dial right here on this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, or maybe you're streaming us on Odyssey, or perhaps... Uh, you're listening to us on Sirius XM Channel 211, NBC Sports Audio, just like NBC Sports on Peacock, which is how you can view us. We're on the air right after Dan Patrick. We're taking you right to brother from another uh, here on this Friday, and they'll help take you to your sports weekend. Good to see you over there. Christopher Brockman, how are Buddy, you, Buddy, what do you say, man? What's up, Mikey D? Hey, Rich. What's happening? How are you? And there's TJ Jefferson, everybody. Good to see you. Good Friday to you, Rich. Good to see you. Hey, uh, let's let's start talking some uh, some basketball. The uh, the 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 Bucks got off to that monster start Ooh, last night. Good day ever. And then um, I think that's when they put the spider tack on, <laughs> and um, that's the only I think. Crossing sports. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, I mean, and and I think that got on the basketball because the Nets couldn't make a damn shot in the second yeah. half either. You know, it's 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 amazing. Congrats to the Bucks on getting through. My problem is that they got through, and there's still no Harden. Harden's played one minute in this series, and the Nets seem to have the Bucks number anyway. And Kevin Durant is still doing his all-time great stuff. And uh, if you get in his face, his bodyguard's going to run on the floor. And <laughs> that sends a message. And um, PJ Ch- Tucker and uh, and Durant get in it, and you know words are exchanged, things were heated, and nobody was making a shot. It was just a wild, wild. affair. As the Bucks scored thirty of the first thirty nine points, and then scored I think three points the rest of the way. It really was amazing. <laughs> I'm concerned about the Bucks' ability to win this series, despite them <laughs> yeah. getting a win last night. I yeah. mean, that's the thing I take away from that, and. Uh, you know, 79% of the points that the Bucks scored last night was Giannis and Chris Middleton, who had a terrific game. I mean, Middleton was the guy that they turned to for shots in the final two minutes of the game when everybody started making shots. He was terrific. 
He was their best player on the court last night. I know that Giannis is still doing some Giannis things, but he, I don't know why he's trying to make threes. I, I wish he could make a free throw. It's Ugh, so, so, you know, weird. there's the worst person to play golf with on the planet is somebody who stands over the ball way too long. It just, it dry, it, it, it drives me nuts. It, it, it makes me antsy and I don't want to feel antsy on a golf course it's because you know I want to hit my ball eventually and I'm also always concerned about playing too slow because I'm a human being in in the uh, universe and if you're on a golf course that's what you should be concerned about you're concerned about others as much as you (laughs) you might be alone I'm sorry you don't I'm always like the last thing I want to be is called a slow player or late for dinner or anything like that sort of thing I don't understand it. How, how he stands, he stand. He got a ten second violation at second thirteen last night. I mean, they're 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 doing they're truly bending over backwards. The officials to not pop him for a ten second violation, and it's just a a waste of a free throw. It's it's. He was probably going to miss it anyway. So, but my no, man, but, uh, my man is out there before he even awful. gets the ball. He's like. He, He's like doing air, air right, shot. and then he like get his form down. Then he gets it, the and he, he flips it around. It. He takes like forty eight dribbles, thinks What's about it, thinks about that? it, thinks and about it, and then he it. stares at the rim. Come I mean, on, bro. Uh, we we we're acting like we've never seen this in sports hey, before. We've seen uh, he's from got Chuck Knoblock forgetting no how to throw the ball to Carl Malone would stand there a good twenty five seconds. Yeah, Rick Ankiel, yeah, Rick. Ankiel. I mean, you want to you talk about yips in many sports, many yips in many sports. DeAndre Jordan couldn't shoot free throws, and Shaq. Before that, it's just it. Well, it's so, it. but it's this guy's a back-to-back MVP of this league. I mean, and he's the 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 best player. He is dumb. on the Bucks. He's one of the best in the NBA, and it's wild. He can be so see. dominant, but something so simple like shooting free. Th- he's airballing free throws in an NBA playoff. Although game. so many of his teammates were air, air, airballing threes. I mean, that third quarter and up until two minutes to go was just watching paint dry. It was very difficult. Terrible. And, you know, if you're the Nets, it's just like we almost had game three. And Kyrie and Durant are, are stupendous. Yeah, here's a question for They're you They're so guys. terrific. They are so terrific. Should the Bucks feel better or worse after winning this well, game? Well, better because yeah. they won. You I need mean, that, though, need but that, I know it, what you're it, saying. There's no pictures on uh, when, when you look at the screen for game four and you see his you see 2-1 as opposed to 3-0. There's, There's no not, pictures as to how they got that one. probably shot as worse as they've ever shot in their entire life. And they stand there, damn no, near won it. No James Harden. And Kevin Durant has a shot in the air with no time left that looked like it was going in to tie the game. I don't know how Milwaukee feels good today. And 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 on occasion, you know how they put Dumars on Jordan to shut him down or doing them? <laughs> Is Blake Griffin that guy for on Giannis? <laughs> how many times has he just... he he? He stuffs him. He gets in his way. I mean, Blake Griffin has been awesome yeah. on both ends of the floor. And I don't know if, like, the coffee or the food. I've never really been to Brooklyn, but whatever Blake is doing since he got to Brooklyn, can we just ship that out to California so we can get some of that? He's eating the pizza. Because whatever is he's been taking or drinking <laughs> or doing since he's gotten there, he looks like a new guy. Yeah. Or he, he just really totally, does. absolutely quit on the Pistons. The last couple seasons. Nets get the win. Bucks. Uh, I mean, Bucks get the win. They needed it. Nets get the the uh, you know moral victory, 
And just to put a button on this, uh, do you th- the NBA should uh, reach out to the Nets because apparently Durant's bodyguard is is paid for by the Nets. I've never seen that before. What ever. the hell was that? I mean, he his bodyguard comes running on the floor because P.J. Tucker gets in Durant's face, and he made the situation worse. You even heard Van <laughs> Gundy and Mark yeah. Jackson say security was the one who came in and, and bumped he bumped some people. <laughs> Top flight security man. in the world, Craig. <laughs> Top what flight the hell security. was that? Like, if you're suspending players for just setting a toe on the floor because there's some set to on the court, you you've got to find the nets for that. You got. I mean, I know he's yeah, trying to do his job, right. and he's showing you know Durant. Like, I'll be there for you no matter what. And the number of people that are after Durant about him being soft that he needs his bodyguard. You think Durant's giving marching orders to this guy? Hey, if I'm <laughs> near you and I get somebody in my face, you're the one who needs to come out here yeah, and break it up. So, so that's been confirmed. That's his bodyguard, that's not just a team bodyguard. Bodyguard. Okay. Yeah, I've never and seen the that nets. Before. According to Joe Varden of the Athletic, pays for him. Wow, I mean, and he's we, on the payroll yeah, of, the, new, of the Brooklyn uh, Nets. Like Shaq had his guy Jordan I mean, had. His, come on, we also run, don't want to really mess with PJ Tucker. <laughs> you don't, but to run on the court like that that's on insane. the floor. I mean, that's he doesn't. You yeah. don't belong on the floor for that's, a situation like that. No. If a fan's coming out and he's going at your guy, yeah. and and you feel like security in the building isn't taking care Fair of it. Fair game. But, but if P.J. Tucker's just getting in the face, and your guy, who's like literally a head taller than him, and you're they're nose to nose, you have no place. No. Now then, I mean, I have seen some terrific shooters in my days watching uh, NBA basketball. But the Jazz have got a collection of shooters yeah. that is Oof. second to none. I mean, you, you could put up a playoff basketball team's shooting ability from the three-point line. We've seen it from the Warriors, right? We've seen it. The Lakers fixed their outside shooting problem in the bubble last year. They won it all, right? I mean, Ray Allen's one of the greatest sharpshooters yeah, in the history. Absolutely. Right? What I saw from the Jets, they put up 39 three-pointers last night and, and made, made 20 of them. And they made over half. They made 20. They were 20 of 39 from three. And every single one they would put up would go in. Bella, Ingles, yeah. Bogdanovich, Clarkson. Sixth man of the year. And then, of course, there's their budding and now bright, shining superstar, Donovan Mitchell. How terrific is number 45? For the Utah Jazz. Making those threes, splitting double teams with his dribble. He's so terrific. Yeah, if you don't know, you know now. You sure do. And um, with his, do you have 29 in the first half? I didn't write that down last night. 27 or 29. He had something close to that. He had 59 points in 40 minutes played based on his second half right. of game one and first half of game two. And bless the Clippers, man, with Reggie Jackson. Mr. June, as you texted me last <laughs> night, Chris. <laughs> Mr. June. 
By the way, I almost I blocked you two on the text chat last night. Well, you, you don't respond. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. I'm into the game and my phone keeps buzzing and I'm already upset. And you guys, you got, you're what saying are you what you're saying. about? We were buzzing mostly when the Clippers closed the game. Yeah, too. We were, we, you that's guys not, were coming that's back. That's how it started. That is not how it started. What was the first text about yeah. who you hated? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't. Hate is a strong word. No, it's infuriating watching Paul George. It's infuriating. Where he'll take a quick three when Reggie Jackson's on fire yeah. and bust up the momentum and then but come back and make a three point play. You he know? Look, and I, then, like and I said, then one one game one game, Marcus Morris is making seven threes to make a game seven a W. A record. And then the next time he's he's missing it. You know? And then they're just in infu- Patrick Beverly makes a great steal. Then he just can't make a shot. Make a point blank layup. It's just infuriating, and yet you put it all together, and the Clippers were in the game last night. Yeah, they were in the game last night, and and until you know Bogdanovich makes a three, Ingles is wide open with his left hand, lefty off. three. I mean, that's just a that shot, that's, that's money. That was the killer right there. Money. Yeah, yeah. Clarkson it was, it was is seven, terrific. and he walked Gobert is patrolling the paint. They didn't even have Conley last night. Which is scary. Yes. I mean, they're spectacular. They're spectacular, and all you have to do is take one in in Los Angeles, I think, and 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 then hand out the color coded uh, t shirts to all the jazz fans and tell them to wear it. And they're they're all again. It's uh, that might be the most amazing thing to me. They're about more that than, life. more than making twenty of th- making uh, twenty of thirty nine threes. <laughs> the fans and the is it the fans <laughs> actually say okay, I'll take the shirt that's. That's uh, connected to my section. I'll put it on. That's the thing. You over got, my street you got your game fit. You you maybe laid it out beforehand. You show up to the arena. You're looking at, and then they hand you this orange yeah, shirt that you should put on and an entire like, right, on your I'll waist. Put it on. And yeah, guess what? Know, they, they gladly wear those. Shirts. They gladly. Put and it on. and they're and and nobody's just like you know sticking out like you know <laughs> I'm gonna still wear my blue shirt in the, in the burnt red section. You know, I, I realized yesterday how much, and this doesn't seem like a huge name, but how much the Clippers miss Serge Ibaka. It was very evident yesterday. Um, man, he's having just his leadership, his presence. Like Serge can stretch the floor, shoot jumpers, but more importantly, Rudy Gobert's not getting twenty rebounds if Serge Ibaka's right. out there on that floor. And he's the Defensive Player of the Year, don't he, you know? Yeah, three times. But I mean, I, I didn't realize how much of a loss he was until yesterday. Hey, man. Yeah, because Zubac isn't exactly getting it done. Hey, Zoo's good, man. Zoo's a good player, but, you know. But the Jazz, uh, I guess kudos to the Clippers for even being in that game. The Jazz hit him with like 19 threes in yeah. a span of 20 seconds. It just, boom. They just, did they, it, it's, do how many shots did they take last night? Can you look that up for me real quick? Yeah. They, did they take more threes and twos last Who, night? Who, the Jazz? Yeah. They took uh, 21, th- uh, no, 39 threes. Right. I know. that. And they, they were 20, 39. And so how, many, how, many, how many just regular field goals? I'm just talking out, so I'm trying to do the math. <laughs> um, All right, so they were, they took 76 total 76 shots. Total. So that would be yeah. 38 two-pointers. 38. They took more threes and twos. 37 two-pointers. Yeah, more threes and twos. We're all word guys, not numbers guys. Dude, so. they took more threes and twos. And they got a guy who's just, you know, cleaning up rebounds and putting them back. By the way, they shot better from two. They were 51% from three and 55% for the game. They were terrific. That is a They were terrific. They were terrific, man. And worthy of the one seed.
I've said for a while that is a good team. Man. Okay, so are you, they the NBA title favorites? Why wouldn't they be if the Nets didn't exist? <laughs> I just don't believe that if James Harden's not playing, the Nets are your favorite. Dude. Is James Harden gonna play in this playoffs? Does it again? matter? Does I it matter? It, yeah, it matters. Oh, hold on a second. Does it matter to get to the finals? With all due respect, I can tell you this: if they're if they're if they're this close to going up three zero on the Bucks without James Harden after the Bucks scored thir- they were up 21 30 to 9 okay and the deer is being feared and everybody's going crazy in that building it was the first full capacity crowd in that building all year come on now so your Sixers without Harden without Hart of James Harden look at that Nets team I mean Durant all time well no and by the way the Nets also and I just went higher register the, the rest of the Nets are playing very well. They are, but are you really afraid of Joe Harris and, you know, well, if, if, Bruce Brown? If they're open and they're making their, yeah. Joe Harris, could, you could say he's maybe the best three-point shooter in the league. Yeah, and he has his one of seven last night were a test uh, from three. He's a net I mean, hater in I'd the say, corner. I'd say that's one game. All right, so what do you think? You can call us, 844-204-H, number to dial. That's what we've been starting our show this week is just chopping up the, the night before the NBA. Uh, we can talk about it with you throughout the rest of this show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Uh, but um, this man uh, is part of the Tennessee Titans organization that has Julio Jones there, and he was upset he was not part of the Tentastic Four uh, meme that we have created. Yeah. You blamed us, and that was kind of on you. No, it was not. Whose idea was it, Chris? wasn't my idea. I had nothing to do with oh, it. Oh, it was my idea? <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, why would I include an offensive lineman when there's skill positions? <laughs> is Rich, he on yet? Rich, I haven't looked down. Is he on yet? He's not on yet. Rich would be more <laughs> apt to throw the... Yet? I don't know who the Titans punter is, but he would be more apt to throw him on there than the offensive lineman. <laughs> well, they are people too, Chris. So. Thank you. Taylor Wan, first up, Emmy Award winner for Best Studio Analyst from Good Morning Football and CBS Sports. Nate Burleson will join us in hour number two. And how cool is this? Jimmy Smits in hour three from NYPD Blue and L.A. Law and In the Heights, which is a dynamite movie. Susie and I watched it on uh, Wednesday night with the kids. It is so terrific. Kid-friendly. Uh, there are a couple of words okay. in it. Yeah, There are a couple of words. But they took the earmuffs off long enough to hear here. It's not a problem. <laughs> Jimmy Smits is in hour number three, and you uh, at 844-204. We also have a new segment that we're going to unveil today. Ooh. Yeah. It's called Crystal Balling. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Coaches say they don't have a crystal ball. Well, we're saying we're going to have a crystal ball. We're going to look six months into the future and give you a sports headline six months from today. And then, of course, poll question will look back because there's a couple movies that, uh, that have a, sharing an anniversary today. We'll hit all that. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Back with Taylor Lewan. Next on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show from Tennessee Titans Country. The Epic Speed Driver, Callaway's Epic Speed Driver. I'm going to peg it up and I'm going to use it today, Chris. You are. Oh, I'm out the door. Literally like Fred <laughs> Flintstone. As soon as we are done, I'm on the back of the sliding down the back of the dinosaur and out the door. Yeah, but do. I'm playing be. on Sunday, so can I stop by and pick it up? Absolutely. Great. The Epic Speed Driver. Well, I'm using the uh the Epic Max because that's the most forgiving. You should probably use that, too. The Epic Speed is the fastest Epic. The Better Players Epic Max LS capitalizes on the Tour preferred combination of low spin plus high stability. But why is every Epic Speed driver out there there being one for you? Why does one of these fit you? 
because there's an AI design structure in all three of them. All of the drivers connects the top of the bottom of the driver right behind the face. And what that does is it reduces the amount of the driver that it, uh, that the driver head twists and deforms when you hit the ball. So when there's less of that, there's more energy into the ball. And then of course, more ball speed. And then of course, ball go far. That's how Phil hits all these bombs and puts the Wanamaker uh, trophy in his truck or his car. Check out the epic family of drivers at CallawayGolf.com slash epic. That's CallawayGolf.com slash epic. Taylor Lewan, when we come back here on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. We sent you this uh, song that we kind of created based <laughs> off of Nick Saban. He stepped to the podium. This is, when was this, November, December? Chris was right around there. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, no. yeah, early November. Yeah, he steps to the podium and he starts talking about how somebody who strolled past coming to the podium, they just had torn up jeans, ripped up jeans, holes in them. And I heard it and I said, you know what? If we set that to music, it sounds like a country music song. We figured, you know what, uh, since you are an award winner, you are... As good as they come, man. You are, Trace. Don't worry. You're so humble. Let me talk about that. Well, we, so we figured, uh, we wrote the lyrics out. We wrote his soliloquy out for you, right? Do we have the yeah. the lyrics there? Yeah, right. yeah, okay, yeah, you got it right there. And, but, okay. We can, anyway. No, no, no. Set it up however you wish. You got your own way of doing it. Here we go. Trace Atkins, everyone, on the Rich Eisen Show, doing Nick Saban's How Do We Get Here? I guess I just want to know how we got here. Not to offend anybody out there, but I just walked by some jeans, wore out jeans with holes in them all cut up. I just remember when I was a kid in West Virginia, I was ashamed to go to school because my jeans were wore out, only because we didn't have any better. Now they buy them that way, and I just want to know, how did we get here? Tell me how did we get here? 
understand these kids these days. Guess I never will. Somebody please, please tell me. How did we get here? People, how did we get here? Is that? I, yeah. You know what? <laughs> I, somebody just, my manager just a few minutes ago showed me mm-hmm. the new laminate that we have for our tour this year. Because yes. we were trying, we, were, we didn't know what we were going to call this tour this year. So, I hope there's no copyright infringement. <laughs> my tour this year is going to be the How Did We Get Here Tour. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Trace Atkins back in the day. And uh, if I'm not mistaken... Uh, our next guest is about to join us. Spent some time with him at the Country Music Awards just the other day. The life of Taylor Lewan is fascinating. And our radio audience returns in about five seconds' time, and that's when we're going to bring him in. Right here on NBC Sports on Peacock, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network with our NBC Sports on Peacock audience. Love this guy. Love his, uh, love his attitude. Love his moxie. Love, uh, love, love his pod. Bussing with the boys. He's the co-host with some guy named Will Compton. Uh, he is none other than Taylor Lewan of your Tennessee Titans. How are you, Taylor? How you been? Rich, I'm uh, electrostatic to be here as always. Um, i got to be honest with you. Yep. A little upset. What? I'm listening to, before you bring me in, yep. Trace Atkins yep. and his beautiful voice, yep. how deep it yes. is. And then yes. you bring me on, yeah, well. who's just as big as him, but I sound like I'm 12. So <laughs> there's a bit of a yin and yang going here. I'm a little frustrated. But uh, well, as always, we'll work through it. Yeah, listen, I appreciate the busting with the boys. Part. You know, of course, your your pod is killing it right now, Taylor. It is absolutely crushing it. You had you made your pod made some serious news the other day with uh, Johnny Manziel telling his stories, spinning a yarn or two in your bus. That is true. That was something else. Did you did you know of that story before he starts talking about how he was signing stuff uh, in his hotel rooms and things like that? And uh, have you ever heard that from his college days? <laughs> I, uh, I've heard, you know, you hear the old ghost stories and uh, what everybody did. I, I believe on that podcast, I said I wish I had the opportunity to maybe get, catch a couple bucks here and there. But Michigan, you know how they roll, man. They're straight edge. They keep it right and they do it the right way. And uh, when, when Johnny got on there, I told him before the show, as I tell every guest before the show, yep. we're not here to crush you or make you look bad. Anything you want us to take out, we will. Johnny told that story, and I never got a text, so that thing rolled, baby. And, uh, and yeah, people took it. People took it and ran with it. But I love how he uh, he made he said he said I won the Heisman, then I did X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and and, and that is they, they can't Reggie Bush him. They but, can't do that. Well, his 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 line, his best line was him saying, "Let let them take my Chick Fil A bowl went away from me." <laughs> <laughs> Over said, hey, hey, go ahead and take my nine and four Chick Fil A bowl. Go f yourself. I believe was the exact. <laughs> that was laugh out loud. Quote, that was laugh out loud. But that, hey, that guy, man, I tell you what, the trials and tribulations that Johnny Manziel has gone through, being parallel to him in a certain way, being in the 2014 draft, being All-American with him, I believe, in 2012, and mm. watching this guy on top of the tops and then having his career go the way he, he did, it did, you know, having a guy like Will Compton that does the bus with me. Yes. You know, a guy like Will, undrafted, has grinded his way through eight seasons going into his ninth season. You know, a guy like him giving giving Johnny the bird, like how could you mess this up? And Johnny came on there. He was humble. He handled himself well. I was very impressed. His humility 
and uh, how he's kind of dropped his sword and said, you know what, I guess I just never really loved football, which is, a, which is a difficult thing for some people. Everyone, you know how it is. You play high school ball, and everyone's like, yeah, you know, I would have been All-American and probably started, but my coach hated me, that whole vibe. But Johnny had no excuses, man. He put it all on himself, and I was very impressed. Taylor Lewan of the Tennessee Titans and his pod with Will Compton, Bussin' with the Boys, available where all podcasts can be acquired right here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you feeling? How's that knee? You good? Knee's great, man. Uh, I have my uh, my PT person. I, I never know whether to call her a PT or, mm-hmm. or, or what, a physical therapist. It's all the same thing. But Anna Hartman out of Movement Rev. Anybody out there in California looking for a mentorship, Movement Rev, man. Okay. She comes in during the season. I feel like I got hit by a truck, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like it never happened. She does an amazing job, and so she's made my knee feel amazing throughout these last seven months, and I, I'm very excited for the season. I'll tell you what, it takes an injury to make you miss practice because no one likes doing practice. I cannot wait to be exhausted in August playing with the boys again. So that's when you're going to get back out there? Like uh, there, there's been no uh, on-field for you just yet? You're, you're... No, uh, OTA, OTAs for me has been a, uh, a Zoom meeting okay. and getting, getting right and staying in, my, staying in my lane and my schedule of what it's been, my workouts and strengthening and, and, and being smart about the thing. No one wins a game. Uh, in June, you know, I mean, you, you, to be able to take mental reps, watch the film, that's the best I can do right now. Um, I think if push came to shove, it was Super Bowl. I, you, you bet I'd be out there, but, um, for right now, the team, Vrabel, we've all agreed that the best thing for me is to keep healing up and getting ready for camp. And I, I have never been so excited for a football season in my entire life. Okay. So Taylor, since you know, uh, now that you're part of this world of the paparazzi and, and clicks and the importance of being relevant, Chris, can you yeah. uh, please uh, post Taylor Lewan says the Titans are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, just, I just heard those words. I, I mean, I heard him say oh, it. If, right. If you took, if you took all the sentences I said and yes. did your own little thing with it, yeah. you could say that I said that. Yeah. However, right. If, People who don't usually listen to the whole thing just want to look at the headlines. If they dare read yeah. a little further, I did not say that, Rich. And I appreciate <laughs> you trying to put me in this situation. Raven uh, will really enjoy showing this in a team meeting well, and showing how. All right, so that's, that's like two media. fire emojis. Mm. Lawan guarantees well, Super Bowl. Yeah, that's well, he said that if it was yeah. a Super Bowl, he'd play. Right. So, yeah. what? Else, how I mean, else should I take that? He said, if it's a Super Bowl, you'd play. Like you plan on playing in the Super Bowl, yeah, thus you guaranteed it. Right there. I get. Yeah. Listen. I'm feeling a little. I'm feeling back into a corner here, Rich. I feel like we're to be buddies. Now I'm sitting in my room, and it's 71 degrees in this room, but I'm sweating. Okay. So I don't like how I'm feeling right now. Okay, okay. But I might have. I, I might have skipped a few parts. I guarantee, if the Super Bowl was today, yes, and they're like, Taylor, are you suiting up or not? Yes. Sevens is going to be on the field playing left tackle. Sevens. And that's, is... that's a stamp. That's a Lawan stamp guarantee. Who are, okay. who are you playing in the Super Bowl? Who are you playing in the Super Bowl? Who are you playing in the Super Bowl? Who's what Super Bowl is this? Uh, tough to say. <laughs> Dude, I'm about to hang up this damn phone. Uh, I guess the only way on. to say it, if you were playing in this hypothetical situation, you have to go who won the last Super Bowl. Well done. Which would be uh, which would be Tampa Bay. There you go. That's and it. I guess we would be playing them. That's I guess right. I'd be looking over at Tom's, you know, right. $75 billion smile, his mm-hmm. beautiful head of hair, okay, and uh, watching him. Okay. So interceptions to the boys, and hopefully we're winning that game instead. Parallel universe. There you go. Taylor Lewan uh, here on the Rich Eisen Show says he can take out uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, um, and he's feeling good enough to take on and and Sue in the Super Bowl. <laughs> got it. Can you post uh, that? I got please? a great story about Jason Send. Pierre-Paul. What's that? Um, oh, we gosh. practice. Beautiful. We yeah. practice against Tampa Bay 
two years ago. It's when he either first got there a year after, obviously after the firework incident with his hand. And we do one-on-ones. And JPP puts a move on me, literally puts me in the blender, boys. Like, goes left, I go left, he goes back right, I go back right, one thing leads to another. I'm spinning in a circle, and he's hitting the quarterback. And he looks at me, and he goes, and I did that with only one hand. And he kept walking, and I was like, oh, my gosh, he took every firepower away from me. <laughs> he literally he took, he took the fact that he had less fingers than me and used it as an advantage. I don't know how he did it. It was unbelievable. He lives in my head rent-free right now. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Lewan here on the Rich Eisen Show. So if you've been Zooming, and that's the way that you've been participating, um, so you have not laid eyes on new Titan Julio Jones and his number two just yet. Have you? I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of Instagram, and I, I, I've seen him do his drills uh, in the number two jersey. Yeah. guy looks great. I mean, first style Hall of Famer. Obviously, as a fan, as a player on the team, I'm super excited to have him on the team. I think any team he would have gone to makes that team better. I'm just happy it's part of the Tennessee Titans. Now, uh, what does that mean, uh, Taylor, that your front office is aggressive the general manager, John Robinson, and the, and the ownership and the coach and, you know, everybody is aggressive and says, we're going to do this. We're going to do this now, yeah. and we have the window, and we're going to put him with A.J. Brown, and we've got Derrick Henry, and we've got Lawan coming back, and, and, and Tannehill is just as good as he's ever been, and let's go. Like, th- that's got to that's be a jolt, I'd imagine. That's a, great, that's a great feeling. I think um... – I think any office, the way the way John runs his business and does his thing, I like people always ask, "Oh, you think we're going to do this? You think we're going to do that?" Anybody who's listening to the show and then ever wants to ask me a football question, fun fact: I have zero idea what's going to happen with our personnel because John keeps it close to the vest, but he does a great job. And I remember being a part of this, the team in 2014, going to in 14, and thinking, "This is this is the NFL. Like these, this is what we do." And then. Now being in 2021, being with the same team and looking at the personnel we have, uh, the talent that John's been able to put on our team and uh, the coaching staff, the way they put in this position to be successful, it's crazy to think that I've been a part of the same franchise for so long, seeing how it was back in 2014 and how it's just upgraded and developed and has become you know, a franchise that any player would be happy to be a part of. Now, when it comes to all this talent being on one team, it doesn't say you're going to win a Super Bowl. It says hypothetically, if if I was able to play today, I I play a Super Bowl. <laughs> See, I went back on that. Yes, but it doesn't say we're going to win a Super Bowl. What it means is we have talent, and but as any team goes, you have to put the chemistry together, right? We have to. Me and Roger Saffold got to get back out there. Got to start feeling each other out. You know, I got to come back from this knee. Uh, Julio and Ryan's got to gel. AJ's got to keep doing what he's doing, and El Tractorcito man's got to get his carries. I think. Um, a lot of people are looking at all those guys, and they're not thinking about Anthony the Turkey Ferkser, man. Mm. A little quick on a dime, all right? A little Harvard grad. Guy's smart, and he's twitchy. <laughs> I think we have a lot of potential, but, you know, I think with old phrases, potential means you haven't done anything yet. I think that's where we stand right now. Taylor Lewan on the Rich Eisen Show. A.J. Brown was on uh, just a couple days ago. He says that uh, Derrick Henry runs the weight room, that he basically, the, the music, the volume, all of that. Is that... <laughs> Is that an accurate assessment? Well, I used to be the oldest guy in the weight room. Uh, he gets to run the, the music. Right. And so back then it was, you know, Michael Ruse, and then it went to Brian Arakpo, and mm. then uh, I think 
Derrick Henry is one of those memes that's like at the coin flip, and he's so big, it's like heads or tails, and he says, we'll take the ball, and the ref goes, okay. <laughs> I think that's kind of how it works now. So Derrick walks in. Derrick, whatever you want to listen to, buddy, it's up to you. I got my own. I got my own music going up on top of the head. I can do whatever I want in there. So he he can run whatever he wants. Yeah, man, we're looking at that workout right now. The the outstanding. Which one? The guy posts all day. No, all day it's the workout. the monster chain link around his neck, and then he's doing uh, push ups using the um, the elastic band um, as his bar, and then you know the ball as the, where to rest his feet. I mean, that's insane. That's just insane. What a, what would, you know. what would happen if we found out that that was all just foam weights? Like, he was actually not lifting weights at all. <laughs> and Derek's been tricking all of us. He's just bred that way. He just looks that great and actually doesn't lift. He just goes, yeah, let's get the foam 45 pounds on, put 405 on, and we'll make it look like I'm doing something today. What okay. if it was like that? Well, uh, Taylor Lewan, uh, put, put what, what tweet are you putting up now, Chris? What yes, I'm going to put up another tweet. Uh, Taylor Lewan calls out teammate... Uh, Derek Henry, f- fake, fake, uh, oh, fake, deep, uh, fake, deep fake workouts, yeah, deep fake muscles, deep fake workouts. workouts. The, yeah. By the way, that's a great yeah. fantasy team name. Deep fake workouts. That sounds like a perfect deal for me. I cannot wait to go into mandatory minicamp next week and uh, <laughs> look at Derek and hopefully not have to get in a fight. Well, right, you know, <laughs> you know, we we come up with the memes and the nicknames on this show. Uh, I, I I had AJ Brown on again, as I mentioned, and we came up with a. A Fantastic Four uh, meme and put all the, you know, AJ and, and uh, Derek and Ryan oh, and also yep. Julio's na- faces on it and um, call it the Tentastic Four. And you took, uh, you took uh, offense to this well, in a way, it's, right? It's not, if I was scrolling through my feed yeah. like any old slump, right? right. Yeah. And I were to see that, I'd go, oh, wow. The Rich Eisen crew's got a little bit of an imagination. That's wonderful. I love the way they're developing and getting with the times in their old age. I would think I'd be like, I'm so excited about that. But instead, I have to go to my notifications where yeah. I'm tagged in something, and I have to look at AJ, Derek, Julio, and Tannehill, and it's the tentastic whatever. And it's like, hey, listen, if you're going to tag the boy in it, give me like a cloud in the background or it's a silhouette of my face or something on at least, oh, you know? Okay. That's good. That's I think good. that's actually, a good that's, idea. We, we can do that. So actually. just so yeah, you are aware, Taylor, you did create a little bit of dissension in the studio here because <laughs> I did throw TJ Jefferson uh, under the bus for saying I can't be responsible for my staff. And he's like, it's your idea that did not include Taylor. But TJ, it was your choice to to tag Taylor Lewan. I did not say tag Taylor Lewan. Well, why would, you know? I mean, Taylor Lewan is a friend of the show here, Rich. So I like to By the way, he's on the phone. You don't have to talk to about I, well, him like I, he's well, not I'm talking to you, but then I look at Taylor. Taylor, 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 you're a friend of the show, and I always like to tag you and the boys in. He was a friend of the show, TJ, thanks to you. What did you say, Taylor? Sorry, what did you say, Taylor? Did you say? I said I am a friend of the show, but I'm wavering towards acquaintance of the show. What I said. So now I have to look like an idiot and ask Siri what dissension means after I get off the phone. So I use that word in the dictionary. Yeah, there was a little bit of uh, there was a little bit of arguing with each other. There was a little bit of yeah, it. it uh, but it's well, okay. TJ, what's that all about? Can TJ just tell? Can go ahead and uh, let me know? Like, what gives, buddy? Are you a Michigan State fan? No, Do you I not I, like the the catfish thing. No, Taylor, I'm, I'm a Taylor Lewan fan, and you know, like I said, anytime we do Titans, I like to include the boys in in, in with them. So that's all. Oh, that's all it was. Just want to, you know, include you into it. Feelings were hurt, TJ. I'm sorry, hey, bro. before I let you go, I also uh, couldn't help but notice you with the Country Music Awards. And right. uh, a great uh, post of yours was uh, retweeting a photograph of you with Trace Atkins. 
and um, saying that you lost him with your choice of pants, basically. Yes. Right? What happened? Well, how'd you get here? I'll tell you, uh, Trace is um, Trace is a legend. He is he's a guy I grew up watching. Got the deep voice. I remember my mom mm. talking about having a crush on him when I was like twelve, and I'm like, how cool is this? <laughs> hey, my mom wanted to date you. Didn't say that. Thought it. <laughs> but now I, I literally I see him on the red carpet. I'm excited. He looks uninterested, and I go up. I shake his hand. He just looks at me and grunts and goes, "Ugh, did you wear your wife's pants to this?" <laughs> it's like I lost them. I lost everything, all because of a choice of a pair of pants. But I'll tell you what, Krista Rosa, Roser, she's the woman that uh, styled me for this event. Took uh, 48 hours. I told her, hey, I need something. Yeah. Because I was told so late, and uh, I think she put together a nice little Miami drug dealy kind of feel <laughs> vibe that I personally really enjoyed. That's yeah. That doesn't really speak to country music in a way, but uh, it's 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 you, um, and that's pretty yeah. cool, man. That you were able to do all of that. Um, it was very cool. This city, this city's been awesome to me, and it's just cool to be a part of it, man. I love, uh, I love Nashville. I, and I know that you, you, you love it too. So you know, uh, Father's Day as well. I saw you celebrating your, your fatherhood and being best dad ever uh, by crushing a beer uh, at a Preds game yeah. right next to your daughter. Well done. What did your, what did your daughter say to you after Daddy crushed a beer right next to her? Well, what was uh, that? How'd that go? Daddy over? made a, Daddy made a personal decision not to, not to ingest any of that beer because he's still rehabbing a knee didn't want that inflammation but on the car ride home she gave me a very stern talking to how it wasn't nice to pour water on her and mommy oh and it wasn't a beer it was a do better next time <laughs> yeah and i was i just looked back at her i said you wish it was water <laughs> <laughs> she gave you a stern t- what's her name again what's her name again? her name is win rebel dude i love it she's outstanding i love it Hey, thanks for the call. You know I, I do love busting uh, Compton's uh, cojones by just uh, acting like he's not even on your pod with you. I don't know why I enjoy. I, I don't know why I enjoy doing that. I don't know why I've the never ironic, really. I don't really know him that well. The, but the I just, ironic thing about that whole thing is that Will does literally all of the work. He's just so the man behind the scenes. Also, that's crushed this podcast to be yes. able to make it what it is. But I'm all about taking the credit. I think it's. I think it's only good for us. Well, you're killing it. And when is the motor arriving so I can be on this podcast, Taylor? When <laughs> we is got that a trailer happen? now. We can tow that thing to wherever you need us to be, buddy. So what are you talking about? That, that does look like that there is a motor with inside that Budweiser bus of yours right there, dude. Yeah, there is a motor. And but it, it doesn't hasn't move? hasn't ran since 1976, I believe. So <laughs> I, think, I don't think that thing's gearing up anytime soon. And, at, hey, if the Rich Eisen show is the show it claims to be, mm-hmm. they will give us the money to fix the bus. Oh, yeah. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, we've got the budget if, for if that. If the producer's listening and they really want to be yeah. who they are, they would, they would send a Come check. Come on. Portnoy's got that in his couch cushion. You know no that. No question. But just because he's got it doesn't mean he's going to send it on me, man. He's got pizza reviews to do. And, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. He's got safe moon to the moon. He's got to do a lot of that. Seriously. Stuff. Like, I see the videos. Like, he's probably betting as much with Big Cat on tonight's yeah. games than, than your motor costs. Come on. That's let me help you out I here. Don't, I don't doubt that at all. You know the thing is, too? He told us in the podcast. You can go subscribe rate five stars. He told us in the podcast that people think he doesn't bet his own money. He's betting his own money. He's riding and dying with the fans also. So all the emotions are real for those guys. Obviously, your boy can't bet, and right. uh, don't plan on doing that. But I'm, <laughs> Neither I'm can this boy. Neither can this boy. That's when I get my cold sweats too. And these guys talk about gambling terms that totally confuse oh, me. Oh God! Like, people start talking about Fanduel. I get, I'm like, oh please, God, leave me out of this. I cannot. <laughs> I'm not shoeless Joe Jackson, right? I can't. <laughs> wow. You're the man, Taylor. Take care of yourself. Thanks for the call. Let's <laughs> let's catch up during the uh, the training camp season. Enjoy getting back with your teammates next week. 
sounds wonderful. Thanks for having me on, guys. Everybody, yeah. thank you, everybody, except for TJ. Have a great day. Oh, <laughs> good, brother. <laughs> That's Jeff Garland. Jeff Garland has a problem with TJ Jefferson. <laughs> now Taylor. Because of the April Fool's gag Jeez. about putting up a meme of Russell Wilson being a Chicago Bear. Mm-hmm. He's coming in. By the way, he's coming in next week, I think. We just got to find a day. Jeff is? Jeff? All show. Oh, He wants yes. to spend all three hours with us sometime next week. Wow. Yes. We just got to find the day. That's one of that's my conversation, uh, first conversation I'm having on the car ride as I Fred Flintstone my way out of this show <laughs> yeah, on Friday to go play golf. Are you playing with Jeff today? I am not. Okay. I am not. You missed it though, Rich. Jeff, after our whole Price is Right thing, he on Instagram, he loved it so much he told me all was forgiven. Yeah, until he gets in here. Oh, that's true. He did say yeah, that. Yeah, I don't believe it. Yeah, but I think it'll still make for a nice yeah. meal of a, of a segment when he comes in here oh, next week. And now Taylor Lewan, why did you have to tag him? I don't know. I mean, why did you not put Smith, him in the got to put his face in the cloud, and then we'll send it. We'll put, we'll, I thought that's not a bad idea. That's his a pretty good idea. Cloud, yeah, we'll just right? add him to the cloud. Yeah. Look, we'll make Taylor Lewan the silver surfer and put him in the picture, and then that'll be But fine. that's, no. Well, has he Is earned silver fantastic surfer? fantastic four. The silver surfer was also an auxiliary member of... The, the four. Well, I, the more we put in there, the, the more apt we are to get sued. So <laughs> I think maybe we should, we should just put his face in the clown. I think that's the win. Don't be or, scared, or, homie. Or I'm sure Smitch is sitting at home right now saying, don't tell me how to do this. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. my I got job. I got Does he tell you how to tweet? Does he tell you who to tag? Does Sometimes, he tell you what to do? Not, not really. You know, you know why? Because he's too busy putting your your over meme into so many different things. <laughs> Smitch's fate, my best work on that this was that Untouchables photo. Untouchables. Oh, uh, <laughs> we can work it in the Ferris Bueller if we want. Yeah. We will take a break and come back, and I'll get something off my chest that I'm sure a lot of people are thinking about I need to talk about, and I will when we come back here on The Rich Eisen Show. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. You were 29 years old when you were filming Ferris Bueller's Day Off. True or false? This is true. You were, you were 29 years old. Well, you, when you I was actually, like you were 19. When I, I was 19, I looked like a fetus. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it kind of all it just progressed. Yeah. 20, yeah, I'm, I'm knocking on Geezerhood's door it, right now. Alan. It's 29. Yeah. yeah. I would never have guessed that. Well, Broderick was 25. The only one that was really a teenager was Mia Sarah, who I think had just turned 18. Maybe she was 19, but she was actually a teenager. The rest of us were all in our 20s. And when the, the, the publicity lady from Paramount found out how old I was, she almost choked on her own spit. Is that right? Yeah, because she, she was like, oh, 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 uh, we'll tell people you're 25. That's okay, because Matthew's 25. That's okay. Okay, wow. Yeah, she was scared. I, and so, you know, uh, on- No uh, Tiger Beat magazine for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's all worked out. Uh, you know, when I would be doing highlights uh, with Mike, uh, with my compadres, Steve Mariucci and Deion Sanders on the NFL Network, whenever Adrian Peterson carried the ball, we would go, Peterson, <laughs> homage to you. Uh, Whose voice were you doing when you were talking in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? 
Okay, Room Matthew and I Marie. had done this play, Biloxi Blues, and we were directed yeah. by this wonderful guy who since passed away named Gene Sachs. He was 65 then, and we drove him crazy because we were always screwing around, we were cutting up, mm. and he gets so mad at us. He, we were afraid we were going to give him a heart attack because he'd get real red in the face and say, I don't believe his soldiers. I don't believe you're going to go die in Italy, you know? <laughs> and uh, so Hughes said to me, yeah, I need a voice. Give me a dad voice, an authoritarian voice. Right. And so I didn't tell Matthew what I was going to do because Matthew was constantly walking around backstage yeah. imitating Gene. So that was me imitating Matthew, imitating Gene. <laughs> and I just sprung it on him just to see if I get a laugh out of him, you know, and then it worked. Rooney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ad lib the pardon my French? Don't do the whole line here, but did you ad lib that? The pardon uh, my French? Uh, well, you know, Hughes, and this is a fun way to work uh, when you, uh, he was very confident. It's the same way we work on succession. You do it as scripted mm -hmm. once, and then they'll say, uh, we have some other lines. You want to try these? You want to try these? Uh, you know, in additional takes. And then usually there's one take where they just say, make it up. Just give us whatever, you know? So, <laughs> so yeah, Hughes is, uh, say, pardon my French. Call him an a-hole. You know, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> pardon my French. <laughs> yeah, you know, shout, shouting lines at me. You know, it's a uh, fun way to work. It's amazing. Yeah, that's when Alan Ruck was on this show three years ago, talking about Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which debuted in theaters near you today, thirty-two years ago. Thirty-five, nineteen eighty-six. Whoa! When he was twenty-nine years old, shooting. I was amazing. Amazing. Now he's on one of the best shows on television, too. Back here on The Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Okay, uh, I'm going to talk about this because I'm a Michigan man, and the news yesterday about a man who I revere was uh, harrowing, to say the least. And I always talk about personal subject matters on this show. We also when Penn State and Michigan State were going through awful moments due to, um, in the case of Michigan State, a doctor who was a dreadful, horrible human being, and in the case of Penn State, a, an assistant coach who was a dreadful, horrible human being, and we talked about Joe Paterno at the time and how his statue needed to come down and how dreadful all of that was and how difficult it was for Penn State and Michigan State to understand how something like this could happen on their campus. And I don't know if you remember, Chris, did I say like there were the Grace Go any school? And um, now it's mine, it looks like and involves a guy who I covered in 1990 in his final season and I don't I don't know if um I can compute what Bo's um stepson said about him and what other players said that he did when confronted with the fact that a doctor was doing all sorts of awful unimaginable harrowing, obviously illegal, um, molestation. This is all alleged. If Bo knew about it and did nothing, then we need to know this needs to be investigated. If Bo knew about it and did nothing, 
it would be very difficult for me to see it. It would be very troubling because I'm conflicted, but his statue would have to come down at Michigan and his name would have to come off the building. It's that simple. Nothing is more sacred than somebody's life. Nothing is more sacred than somebody's personal space. It should not be violated by another human being. And if somebody else was in a position of power and could stop it and knew about it and did nothing. Now, that's not the guy that I knew or covered. I mean, I knew all about his, his legacy and I knew all about <clears throat> what he did, you know, in the community for children and what Bo stood for, for a leader of men and what Bo meant in terms of the football program. And he built the modern day football program. I mean, Michigan football is him. You know, modern day Michigan football is him and that building and and um and I I I I can't believe it. But I have no problem moving on without him and rooting for Michigan because Michigan and what it stands for does not stand for that. I wanted to say that. It's so difficult. I don't believe I, I I don't believe I'm hearing what's he's being accused of of knowing and this doctor what he has been accused of doing and that Bo would know about it and do nothing about it. So many of his players are like he would never, including the current coach. So let's investigate it. Let's get to the bottom of this. And I'll tell you what, the student body won't, won't, wouldn't stand for that either. They'll be the first ones to say, take that down and get his name off. Current student body doesn't know Bo from, from Adam. But I was there, and that was not the man that I knew of or covered or got to know in the brief times that I did spend time with him. Let's get to the bottom of it and figure this thing out. But the first blush... Um, Statements from some former players and a member of his family certainly gives pause and makes me wonder what in the world was going on. Wanted to say that. Last thing I want is to ever be, you know, uh, somebody who doesn't talk about something important, certainly in the sports world, just because it's something close to me or in a school that I love and will go to my grave loving. And wanted to say that. Hour number two, Nate Burleson uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll talk some football and more right here. Hmm. I don't know what to talk about after that for the yeah. next two minutes, but, I, you know, I, I see tweets people, are you going to talk about Of course I am. Like, what am I just like, well, that's my school. You know, I'll talk about it at other schools, but not mine. Right. Not mine. We got a problem on our hands, big time. And I'm not talking about anything other than figuring out if people's rights as a human being were violated, if something illegal was happening on the campus. A nightmare. A nightmare. The kids are sent to a program in the care of somebody, and that person looks the other way while something horrible is going down. That said, what's the poll question today, Chris? Okay. What do you Mitch. got over there? 
As you mentioned, it's the uh, 35th anniversary of Ferris Bueller. Yeah, we just saw that that video. Great clip. That Great was clip. something else. So we spent some time throwing this about this morning. I think we settled on what is the best 80s teenage movie? 80s teenage movie. Here are, we, here are our choices. Ferris Bueller, Breakfast Club, yes. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, mm. Footloose. Yeah, we were we were we were casting about for a fourth. We were one. trying to come up with a fourth, but it was important because, like, Back to the Future. I know Marty McFly's in high school, but it's not about being in high school. So, like, we're kind of look for that ultimate like teenage high school movie. Footloose yeah, definitely, uh, definitely fits that. Back category. to the Future is is set in a high school. In, yes, in two about, different in two different decades. But it's not about being in high school. No, that's correct. Like he's hanging out with a crazy old man, and they're like space time traveling. Like, that's not high school. Okay, I, I like wanna, it. I'm gonna put that up right now. Put I also, there I also threw up an NBA show. one real quick because we were talking about what that. What is that? First what do you got? Um, who's the favorite for the title right now? Nets, Jazz, or the field? Nets, Jazz, or the field? And I gotta say, early results here, a lot of Jazz disrespect. So it's Nets, field, and then the Jazz. Yeah, Nets, Jazz, field. Yeah, the field's second right now. Field is second. I don't understand it. The Jazz shoot 20 or 30. Well, they can't do that a lot. Well, maybe that's the way they were the one seed. Yeah, maybe they can. <laughs> Play defense, shoot perimeter, have slashers go to the rim. That's the way you win to NBA championships. Okay, Nate Burleson and Jimmy Smith still to come. 844-204-RICH is the way you can join us.